Hey Z. Hello Rowan, how are you? Good, thank you. That's good. Hello and everyone. We have Ian again. Woohoo! Hello Ian. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the Business Abundance Podcast. Jeez, thanks for having me. Today we're going to be talking about improving employee <laughs> morale before COVID-19 working at home seemed super innovative um, and few companies actually set it up and now we're all experiencing it. So that's just one example of how businesses have changed and an example we can touch on when we talk about employee morale, because how do you keep people excited from their own homes? Um, and we're also going to be- <laughs> I think the question is, how do they stay excited at their own home? Yeah, that's right. No one seems to enthusiastic Fun and games. about it. <laughs> so we're going to chat um, using examples from Google um, and a few of our own businesses. So looking forward to talking about that. Well, that's an interesting one because um, we all work at home too. We do Business abundance. We don't have offices. We can use we, our, our examples. We work wherever we want. Welcome to the Business Abundance Podcast, providing the tools and knowledge to help small business owners succeed. For additional resources, visit www.businessabundance.online. And whether you employ people or not, um, employee morale, I think everyone can understand because you might not employ people, but you've been employed by people. Mm. So why is it important? There's a lot of obvious reasons. You know, happy people, good people. Happy workforce, generally good workforce. Uh, Happy people solve problems. Unhappy people probably make problems. Um, happy employees, happy clients. There's a lot of things that you know you pretty much say like that, and people go, "Yep, that's right." You know, it's not always the case, but majority of the time, good things are going to happen when people are happy and you know and stimulated. So, if you have a business where people don't want to be there, people don't want to work there, people hate being there, people dread the thought of going to work, they're not going to be doing a good job. Um, they're not going to be when you you know if you expect little things to be done they're not going to do them you know if they can avoid doing it and no one's going to know they're just not going to do it because they don't want to be there whereas if someone's happy and they want to do a good job and they want to look after the clients they want to have a good day um, they like the people they work with or they like what the business is about they're going to do everything that needs to be done to make everything go well so um one, it's about having a good business, but two, it's been being a good employer. If you've got happy people, then generally you're, you're doing some things right and you're making some people's lives better. Whereas if you've got unpeople, unhappy people, well, you're probably doing the opposite. You're probably making some lives miserable, which you know some people might like, but personally, no. In 2013, um, I remember watching the internship. and How old were you then, Z? I was 12. anyway so i what's the um what's the rating on this were you allowed to watch that show Mm, interesting i think it's pg 13 plus i have 13 plus parental guidance that's okay that's terrible anyway talk to your parents (laughs) (laughs) anyway it draws light on the google workplace which was probably my first exposure to google um, and the Google, the the Google <laughs> is that on the interwebs? <laughs> oh dear! Um, so you you saw 
that there's this huge slide in this business and um for yeah someone, that was pretty modern that's very cool considering i was i grew up thinking that a business just had to be four walls little office dividers no windows no windows an old coffee machine and lots of paper with a printer in the corner that barely works you had an interesting childhood if you were thinking about that yeah. when you were 12 i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway this movie comes out and they've they've given us a snapshot of what google looks like and there's this huge slide and people are going down this slide and they have these little nooks and crannies where they can work from um there's like bean bags and tennis tables free food i remember that Free food, yes. Yeah, they can't forget the food. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? Um, and so now when you think about it, I, those employees must be so happy. Um, and well, you, you'd hope so. Well, you'd think that those things would make them happier. Yeah, Whether they're happy or not, you don't help. know, but definitely going to make them happier. Yeah. Um, and I guess Google's idea is that it's going to reduce turnover. Um turnover is I mean if you have a high turnover you're going to assume that something is wrong with your employee morale would you not yeah definitely yeah I think I'm unhappy but it's not just turnover it's about getting the right people or attracting them to your business as well or making them productive or getting the Mm -hmm. right results or the right headspace to do what they need to do yeah so there's a lot of uh, exposure to the Google the Google, the, the Google. Google workplace, the Google we, culture. We, we know the Google sounds ridiculous. I just remember working with this man who's who will listen to this, so he'll know what we're talking about. But you know, um, we we kept telling him to Google things. You know, if you need to know, just Google it. And oh, and he, he called it the Google. He's like, oh, I'll ask the Google. Um, so now you know, I just can't help but call it the the Google. Oh, Going to jump on the line <laughs> from the movie. It's great. Me. On the line. It's online. Yeah, I'm going to go on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Google has created this workplace culture um, that is built on data. So they have developed, they've used all this data to work out, for example, how long should you be waiting or how long do people want to wait in their cafeteria line for? And they've found that three to four minutes is the maximum without wasting time. Um, So... That's a cool concept. I mean, waiting in line for lunch is probably not something that employees want to do. So you know you're doing a few things right when you're looking at problems like that to fix your cafe lines for people's lunches. I think that's fantastic. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, Their work environment, like we talked about, has beanbags and hairdressers, uh, chill-out areas. What do they do for people without hair? Um, Head shining. (laughs) (laughs) Rowan's thinking about a job at Google and uh, needs to cover all the bases. I always thought about trying the test and see what happens. He's not, yeah, he's not going to be the only one because Google now has over 2 million applications a year, um, which is highly impressive. They do the six-second test where they review their resume, someone's resume, and if it doesn't grapple, like get them in six seconds, then it's thrown out. So you basically just lead with the cover page of a puppy. I would hope And that's going to get someone's attention for six my seconds. face on there, like, and just be like, here's me. Like, that's it. <laughs> One second. No! <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got enough life experience. <laughs> oh, dear. So in terms of maternity leave and all the women that they employ, they have 18 months 
paid maternity leave oh, if they choose good. to use that. That's awesome. Uh, 18 weeks, not 18 months. I was about to say, that's, mm. that's a lot. I was working out how impressive. you do that, mate. Actually, no, 18 weeks, not good enough, Google. 18 months, I, I would prefer. <laughs> year, you would? Year and a half maternity leave, yep. Okay. Be great. Sorry, Google. <laughs> First chink in the armour. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the standard, um, especially in the US? I'm not sure what it is in the Nothing. US, but like, sure. it's probably not a lot. US yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Anyway, but someone could let me know. It anyway, doesn't really sorry to it's fantastic US that it's they actually offer that to the people who would like to use it. Yes. Um, and it means that women have the option to stick at work instead of having to leave. Um, and then they also have the flat organisational structure. And that is where um, an intern, for example, has direct access to the CEO. They they're able to communicate freely without going through the levels of management. Um, mm, bureaucracy. Yes, which has led to the downfall of many businesses. Um, Except public servants, they seem to keep their business intact, even though that's levels upon levels of bureaucracy. Weird. <laughs> Controversy. Yeah. Move, moving on. That's <laughs> <laughs> way above my... Their core values, they literally have them written out for everyone to see in the, the things we know, uh, we know to be true um, and people can move within the company for their position. So if they decide that they've had enough in this position... I'm sick of talking to people. I'm going to become a code monkey. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they will get trained and they will move, which is fantastic considering that means that people move within the business, their experience and... They're keeping the people that think are talented. Yeah. yeah. So um, the same is for Facebook, actually, with the flat organisational structure. Ooh, Facebook. <laughs> I know. I know. But I think the idea behind it is very good. Um, they have the shared tables where an intern can sit with a leadership, um, person of leadership. They have the fishbowl where Mark Zuckerberg is accessible through class but he's working there people (laughs) (laughs) he's sitting there not on the 74th floor but he's sitting there on the same yeah and he's a real person they have the friday q a's with mark um and so they have direct access access to information and leadership um all of these things i think are highly valuable for employee morale yeah, it's interesting because obviously there's some different views around Facebook at this, at you know, this at this at this recording. But you know, just because someone's good or someone's bad doesn't mean we can't take good things mm-hmm. or learn things, you know, from from a business. There's, I think I said in a previous podcast, you know, if you want some advice or you, you're struggling with something, go look at a business that does it really well, not just a successful business because they might be doing the same wrong things or might having the same problems. But if you can go look at a business, or regardless of what you think about, it, and go, hey, this bit's good. I can see how that's good, you know. It's it's a very good skill to have. So why would a business put so much effort and so much money and time to increase employee morale? Is that a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me. Yeah. I think it started with why, so yeah. Got a question mark at the end of it. Yeah, it's just sort of faded away. <laughs> yeah, so why why are they going to do it? We we talked about a couple of things we just touched on, but getting good employees. If you want the best people, 
where do the best people want to be? The best people want to be in the place that they want to be. So having a good setup is definitely important to recruit the best talent. Um, if you had a choice between a workplace where you could sort of sit where you want, work how you want, do a good job, it's up to you to, to make it happen. They'll feed you lunch. There's 20 different choices that you can choose from. You can get a snack any time of the day and all you've got to do is do your job really well. Um, I don't know about you, but if I was going to go work somewhere, that sounds pretty good. You know, you, the prerequisite there is that you know, Google, you've got to do your job. Like they know what you're doing and what you're not doing. So if, if you're not doing that, the, the perks don't apply because you're not going to work there. Um, but for the people that are doing a good job and dominating, um, that's a place that they're going to want to be. Looking at other workplaces, if um, yeah, a lot of business owners often say they go, "Oh, I can't find good people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll work somewhere else. Or they don't want to. They want too much money." And blah blah blah. blah. Well, you go, "Well, why would they work for you?" And they'll say, "Oh, I'm a good boss." You know, blah blah. blah. But in reality, they don't. They do the minimum entitlements. They they make people do there. They don't give them empowerment. There's no progression past whatever the job is. They just want more people to to work so they can make more money. Um, that's what it comes down to or take something off their plate but they're not trying to make a good environment so um, yeah number one good workplace is going to help you get better talent like you get better people working for you um, and so you touched on turnover people leaving a business is a, is a big cost you've got to find someone else you've got to train someone else they might work out they might not um, they might be as good they might not but just that recruitment process, often it's tens of thousands of dollars just to find someone. Um, by the time you, if you work out the time, you work out the, if you've got a recruitment cost, it depends what your role is, you know, um, advertising, um, downtime of not having a person in place, you know, there's a few costs you can think of, but then if you add in training, how long does it take for them to get to where they, you know, the other person was? That's a cost to the business as well. So. Um, depending on your organization, like even an electrician, if you if you lose a qualified tech um, electrician that's really, really good at their job and you've got to replace them with someone, that can be tens of thousands of dollars by the time you train them on the systems, you get them productive, you get them figuring out how your business runs, you know, and that's pretty much someone that is qualified electrician should be able to do what another qualified electrician does. So then you've got businesses like Google where you've got different operating environments, you've got systems they need to understand, processes and things that you know people have to get used to to fit into the team and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. The cost to get a new person when someone leaves is massive. So you want to do whatever you can if you've got good people that fit in and you know it's like we talked about um, i think in the, the first episode about treating business like a machine you know you build this machine to to be a process that you can expect a good result um, a bit breaks and then you've got to make a new part from scratch that's <laughs> that's the big downtime in your machine whereas um, if that part never breaks it's still there it's doing a great job day in day out well that's that's the best scenario so you're going to find um, with a good workplace, you're going to find you'll get better people, which in turn is going to help your business and, and make all the other good people happy. But you'll find that the ones you've got hopefully won't leave as well um, or won't leave because of your business. So Google is such a an exceptional standard. I am thinking about how would a small business implement um activities or incentives for employees to come to work with them 
um, and also how would they do that now that some people are living from uh, working from home yeah okay. um, and covid restrictions are happening pretty serious straight into the the juicy details but there's so much to cover i think there's another reason too there's there's a lot to cover in this podcast i guess but um we're talking about turnover we're talking about recruitment but you've got what's businesses businesses are there to make happy customers because happy customers are buying something that you know makes the business money and that gives everyone a job and whatnot so the third reason mainly for happy employees is customer satisfaction if you've got great employee morale people good people doing good things you're gonna have really happy customers and whatever your business does is going to be having a bit of an impact on the world or you know its clients that's uh what richard branson says if you've got happy employees you've got great great customers yeah you know richard branson i I don't know him personally obviously but he's got a lot of companies you know to some people in small business they can't even manage one like it's crazy he's out of control what's he got going on hundreds Mm. (laughs) um but you know he's about empowering his employees and letting these people do what they need to do and what can he do to help them um so you know i haven't worked with him but it seemed to work pretty well for him um he's written some it's a lot written about him and you can you can look it all up Um, but yeah it's a good example there's a fella here in tasmania died a couple years ago brian inder okay uh tasmasia yep created Mm -hmm. tasmasia i got to work with him a few years ago and uh having a coffee up at tasmasia and he said uh his exact words were people think I'm really really clever with what I've done you know what makes me clever is I get the right people and then I let them do their job yeah yeah 100% mm. um, and you think about your sports teams that's a good example too if you've got a happy team and you're getting out of the way you're giving them all the tools they need um, let them go about do the things you're going to get good results but if you're trying to control every single aspect of what every single person does and just try to whip them into line you're not going to have a good team like no brainer so business is pretty similar but yeah so for small business like that's a pretty pretty big question you asked but mm. you know, what are some things that small businesses can do and it probably depends on what products or services you're delivering like if you're a retail bricks and mortar store it's probably a bit hard to say oh, people can work from home and people working from home is not necessarily a perk um I remember Z when you when you first came for your interview with us. I said, "Look, working from home, you know, can be lonely." I was like, "You know, what's the friends and family situation like?" Because if you don't have that, you're gonna you're gonna hate life working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some people, it's a big problem because they don't get the interaction. Um, we talked previously about burnout. I said, "Well, spend some more time with your friends and family." But for employees, sometimes going to work is their mm-hmm. their downtime because the stress is elsewhere. So. Um, you can't necessarily just carbon or copy what another business does and say it's going to work for you. But talking to your employees is a good thing. Hey, what are your problems? Like, what's what's annoying you? You know, what doesn't what what annoys you every day? What pisses you off? You probably get a whole bunch of things. Some might be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You don't have to implement it all. So you can say, hey, well, what annoys you? Or why you ask me? You won't do anything about it anyway. So, you know, there's a few things we can change and it makes sense. I'm happy to, you know, we want to make this the best place we can within reason. Like we can't change the world overnight. I hate how you expect me to do my job. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We don't have to do your job anymore. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ruthless, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, you know, I think the people working for you might know a few things. 
Um, it might be as simple as I just really hate how three people in the office always show up late and no one ever does anything about it. Well, that's going to be a huge impact on employee morale. So it's not about having ping pong tables in your office necessarily. It's about what are the problems people experience and trying to solve those problems. Um, and then there's the flip side of, well, how can we make this the best place to work? So sometimes people go, oh, we don't pay, our wages are lower than everyone else. We can't afford to pay people higher, so they go work elsewhere. Well, people don't always want the money. What other things do you do? Well, we let people choose their own work hours. That's a huge perk. Oh, we make 150 bucks less a week, but I can look after my kids two days a week and I can do this and we can move this around and I can go play golf or whatever. I'm still doing my job because it comes back to that. But um, we've got these different things in place. The, this is, the number one reason people leave a job isn't money. Correct. It's, it's feeling like they're not valued. Yeah, 100%. And usually there's a lot of warning signs before someone leaves. Mm. They'll they'll say, not happy. Yep. <laughs> they'll, they'll show they're not happy. Yeah. They'll probably kick a few doors down mm. and then eventually they'll leave because either no one heard them or no one cared yep. or no one or people thought, oh, they're too afraid to leave. But at the end of the day, if you've got employees working for you, they can go work anywhere. Um, you don't need too much money to feed yourself, like as a worst case scenario. So you can get a government benefit if you want. You can go work at McDonald's and earn reasonable good money. You go work at Woolworths and earn, you know, mm. above average wages for turn your brain off for eight hours and yeah, no, zero no stress. stress. Just yep. rock up. I've just got to do this task, which you know we can all appreciate. Sometimes doing those basic tasks is actually kind of good. Um, so do they have to work for you? And do they have to do that? No, they, they never do. And that's where a lot of employees, probably employers, sorry, go wrong is they they think their employees have to work for them, um, and that's not true. I liked the uh, the values. I think you talked about the ten things. Yeah, uh, core, uh, values. core values. Uh, so therefore. The business has identified their core values. They know what their core values are. And as a small business owner, that starts with you. Yeah. Uh, and as a startup especially, you've got the chance to create your culture. Uh, so you are your culture. Make sure anyone you employ is on the same page and then your turnover disappears. Yeah. You know, having that written down, this, this is what we believe in, this is who we are, this is how we act. Mm. Um, that's going to be a whole lot more likely to continue with that culture than not having it written down because like you said if you're starting out it's just you you are the culture yep. you get another employee then between the two of you that's the culture and if you have 20 employees if you haven't defined it then it's going to be <laughs> whoever's the loudest and makes the most noise I reckon yep. is going to be the culture um, for the older guys in the room it's, uh, that was the Branson model for me or the Google for you see is Branson for me Branson started with a group of people in a room talking about great ideas for business uh, and then he's in a phone box one weekend when he's supposed to be at school selling advertising to a magazine that didn't exist <laughs> all based on the passion of this is going to be amazing yeah and people liked it yeah and then got lucky with the music side of things with the uh, tubular bells and then turned that into an absolute empire yeah uh, all because of wanting to do good things and create value in the world. Yeah. So it's interesting because that's passion. We're talking about passion for clients and mm. doing something change. But then employee morale, setting the, the core values, setting those standards is also pretty similar. It's getting people on the, on the on a, on a ride that they want to be on. Um, sometimes you go, okay, well, maybe the best person isn't the best person to be in the business. You might be technically the best and you would get the best results, but you might be, yeah, it's not quite the fit for the 
other people in the business or what you want the business to be. Apple um, at the end of the 80s. Oh, we're going back to when I was born yeah. now. <laughs> they, they sacked Steve Jobs from his own company and they brought someone else in. Yeah. Uh, the guy that Steve Jobs hired from Pepsi. Okay. And that guy took over for a couple of years. Apple plummeted. Meanwhile, Steve Jobs went off and created Pixar and another computer company. Can't remember the name of it. But Apple ended up buying the technology off of Steve Jobs' new company for their new computers. Good way to make some pocket change. After they sacked him. Sacked from your own company because you're trying to keep your company on the same page that you started it. Mm. So the same culture, the same idea. And all stories I hear about Steve Jobs is he is a right arsehole. He's, but he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And he knew what Apple was supposed to be. He's looking at it as his company. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yep. So he can he can set those rules. This is what I want. And there's some stage where you lose control and you, you don't, as he found out, you know, Employee, you, you, people can kick you out. Yeah. But um, yeah, for small business owners, you're not going to kick out your own business. So you can choose what you want your values to be. I mm. know some businesses, they want their values to be we work hard and we. We don't care about each other and we're just here to make money and we clock in, we clock out, we don't waste any time and that's their business culture and, yeah, their employees reflect that. Um, other businesses where the core values, they want to do the right thing by the world and they're trying to make a social change and oh, lots of, you know, the buzzwords and that sort of stuff, but the employees love it. You know, there's, I think, um, a friend, he talks about his business having a skate, skate ring, like a little half pipe in the office. It's not usable. <laughs> um but they, I think... Uh, good for insurance. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they have a, a, a board up on the wall that shows how much the businesses donated to projects, like um, charity projects in the year. So they don't see how much the business bills out. But they see how much the business donates um, so they can see when they're working, they're making money, they're not making money for the business. Well, they are, but they're also making money for these other things. So it's depending on how you want to run your business, there's lots of things you can do. What, uh, well, I guess I can speak from experience. The employee, I am employee yeah. of Rowan. Um, and the, this is a job that is completely different from what my friends are experiencing. They've got the, <laughs> they've got the nine till five office job Monday to Friday you sit in those cubicles and you go through those papers once you're done you leave um, oh, so they're public servants yeah I guess some of them are but um, they look at me when I'm playing golf on a Wednesday afternoon for example and say well, do you work and I say well, yes <laughs> um, and it's like well I can work from my phone I can work from a cafe those things you see in movies, that's me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, we, we touched on um, ways to avoid a burnout in our last podcast episode. And one of them is to get a hobby, that sort of thing. That Wednesday afternoon, although I'm there working um, to some degree, <laughs> it, is, it is important for my health as I go through the week. I, don't, I work from home, so I don't get to see people often. Yep. Um, and so it's important for me to get outside, talk to people, and I guarantee you on Thursday morning, my work is so much better. Um, and 
it's just that that break that we need so i get to play golf on wednesday afternoons i get to work from cafes or in a park i get to enjoy the summer sun instead of sitting inside and going really wish i was outside um i get to travel to devonport to work with the team i get to go visit my clients it's a lot of freedom and flexibility that um is empowering i guess so those are just some examples of what i've experienced that's different from the nine to five office job yeah so i think it's probably worth discussing what we do because mm. um you know we're a good example of some different yep. um, practices to the traditional um so business abundance or we, we all work remotely which means we work wherever we want but you know um, my idea is if sahara wants to go go live in Queensland for two months she can go live in Queensland for two months and the the point is that that should not inflate not affect anything a client gets um, that's the thing if you're doing your job you're doing a good job and we've got it set up to make sure that our clients are happy you know, that's all we're trying to do if we're, if we're not doing our job we want to know and we do whatever we can do to fix it and fix it for the future but we should be able to if, if Sahara wants to go overseas you know, she can stay with our business. There's no reason for us to leave. If she's happy, she's happy doing what she's doing. She doesn't have to be stuck in that spot, um, which for a lot of businesses, people reason people leave is they want to go on an OE or they want to live somewhere else or, you know, and it depends on the type of the business you, you're running. But So we're a professional service business, which we do accounting, we do business consulting, we do marketing. So traditionally, oh, especially for accountants they're like oh you've got to have an office you've got to be face to face you've got to be professional you've got to have a, a desk you've got to have a, a suit and then you have a different title with your name on the on your bench because um, people need to see you and you have to be in the office and you've got to do a six minute time sheet um, to make sure you're doing a good job which aka is so we can build to clients um, but in reality none of those things correlate with a client being happy or getting a good result um, you could say, well, people doing chime sheets means people are accountable, but no, it doesn't. It just means that they're building time to clients. Um, so does that job take that long or should it take that long? Um, so if someone has the opportunity to go knock off two hours early in a day, do a good job, do it faster for someone, that's probably better for the client and it's done sooner. It's better for the worker because they get to do something fun and it's a bit of reward and a bit of motivation. Um, but in the same respect, they're not going to want to knock off two hours early every day because they've got nothing to do. So you'll find that once you know people find better ways of doing things, faster ways of doing things, ways to get better results, ways to keep clients happier outside of the normal because they have this you know shared motivation, more gets done, better things happen. Um, and it's not just one employee. Or if we can learn, okay, well, this person can do this, 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 and this. What are they doing? We can all learn from it. Mm. So... Um, we're in an industry where traditionally you need an office, you need to be in every area. And the last two months, 95% of our new clients have been from outside of where I I live. And that's the, always the intention. We're, we're not trying to service local people. We're, we're dealing with people throughout Australia and that's what we do. Um, and very rarely do we have someone say, oh, we want to deal with someone local because the local people aren't that good. Like they can't get in to talk to them for two weeks. People don't ring them back. They're too busy. Um, but every now and then there's a person that says, oh, I, just, I literally just like to deal with someone I can see right in front of me. And that's, that's fine, no worries. That's not our, you're not our client, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not who we're set up for. But the majority of the time people are like, oh, so I can just ring you in time. Yes, I can just email you and we can sort it, like we can do a screen share straight away. Yep. 
wow, that's a level of service I cannot get from anyone. Mm. And so sometimes these things have a pretty big win-win and that's where you want to look at it, employee morale. I've been raised to think that a nine till five job is exactly what I will get for the rest of my 40 years of work. And oh, so, so true. it's, yeah, it's not true. Um, and there's other ways that you can work and you can do a really good job at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I guess I'm very appreciative and I would encourage other businesses to do the same because uh, it's, there's ways that they can get their employees to be highly motivated with a really good work, work-life balance. Um, on that Friday afternoon, if they've done all their jobs and it's four o'clock, why? Why are we sitting at a desk doing nothing? Yeah, right? why twiddle their thumbs? Because that's, and, our, and our boss is busy, so they walk past us yeah. who have done a really good job today, smashed or we're stoked with our week. Yeah. We're like, we nailed it. And your boss is walking past you, going, "I'm still busy and you're not working. I'm so pissed off because I just paid you twenty bucks." Yeah, you know, and like, then it's one hour of <laughs> that's the worst time for that employee to dwell yeah. on how much they hate sitting at that desk for one hour <laughs> so i mean it's there's so much opportunity um in other countries they're considering going to a four-day work week yeah um plenty do yeah or well, greece before it shut down you know mm. they only worked for half a day didn't work for them a lot of the mediterranean <laughs> countries will have that siesta time yeah um, productivity scandinavian countries reduced work hours mm-hmm. yeah, happiest always, places in the world always joke about about three o'clock nap time but you know if you're super tired at three o'clock and you're just like oh, the last two hours a day just like have a 20 minute nap you probably works yeah. awesome yep. for the last hour you know yeah recharge like yeah. um the flexibility in job positions for example if they're stuck in the office every single day then why not give them the opportunity to leave the office yep. and get outside do something it's i'm curious to see I imagine that would work um, because then that's just that little bit of flexibility that that person might really look forward to. Yeah. Um, You're multi-skilling them as well. Yeah, so exactly. So the, the opportunity to grow, as soon as you stop growing, you stagnate. And as soon as you stagnate, your morale goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to, to remember that people are people and they want to do something better in their lives. And Z and I were talking about this earlier this morning, maybe not everyone wants that to be work. Yeah. It might be they just want you know have a million grandchildren. So they're at work. They're not at work to work, and they're not at work to take over the world. They're at work so they can get a bit of money, and then they feed, and then they go play with the grandkids. You know. Um, but the people that want to work and and want to you know kick some goals, want to change the world, want more freedom, more time. You know, all these reasons why people go into business. If they're working for you, well, you want to make sure they're as good as they can be. And people go, oh, but if they leave, and it's like, well, if they leave, like, good on them. Like, you've done a good job as an employee. You've taught them everything they need to know, and they're on to something else. But most of the time, people are going to leave because they're like, oh, yeah, well, there's no more opportunities for me here. I'm doing all this cool stuff, and it doesn't mean anything for me. Like, if I'm gone, I've lost it. There's no future proofing. There's no security for me. Um, I literally leave, and my wage stops. Um, so, and, and that's something that, you know, I'm big on too. If you, if you want to be here and you want to be doing things and you, you want to get better, then you'll be a part of the business. Um, there's there's a progression. It's not just like you get to a certain point and there's no one above you. Like, well, no worries. Well, what do you need to do? What do you want to do? Like, you do it with us. That's fine. Go nuts. And yeah, you can get a piece of it. Um, so there's always that opportunity for people to do more. So when you've got a good employee and they're motivated, it's about getting out of their way or allowing them to be part of it. 
So you're not going, yeah, you're so good. I really appreciate what you do this year. You do this and this. You're just fantastic. And we're paying you good money and rah, rah, rah. And they're like, oh, can I get a bit of the business? No, it's mine. You work for me. You're mine. You know, that's essentially what people are saying. So um, I know Ian talked before about there's plenty to go around. And, and you know, we call business business abundance because I believe, you know, there's always opportunity. There's always stuff out there. There's always things you can do. Like, look, with COVID, people thought the world was going to end. And, yeah, it's completely different. But th- there's a few fundamentals. Like, the world's not going to completely collapse. There's going to be issues. You know, it's things like food and water and that that we've really got to worry about and make sure but business wise it's toilet like, paper yeah toilet paper <laughs> in australia don't run out of toilet paper um but business wise in australia like the government doesn't want the economies to collapse because the, the economy really is just money flowing around it's it, the money didn't disappear COVID came along and people suddenly have no money the flow stops um you know there's not big incinerators burning money and when we say oh she I burned a bit of money this month like someone else got your money and <laughs> didn't disappear it's gone somewhere else so you know business is not going to collapse um, things keep going so it's important to sort of understand there's lots of opportunities you can if you have people on board that want to get better and do things and make it bigger and better well if you stop limiting them by trying to protect everything you've got you'll probably end up with something bigger and better and safer with more people you know, a smaller piece of a bigger pie just by having the mindset of, you know, there's plenty out there for everyone. For our business owners that are listening, I'd love to be able to throw out some ideas that they could take home or be like, oh, I think I can really implement that. Um, There's an article I read about millennials coming into the workforce. Um, So what's a millennial? They're like my age. <laughs> what's the what's the date range on that? It's like two thousand onwards. I think it's ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. I could be totally wrong about that. These damn millennials. Mm. <laughs> but essentially, they're coming into the workforce for work, uh, wanting work life balance. They don't want the. They don't want to work. <laughs> they want to be the yeah. manager and earn hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. All right, old man. Um, basically they want work-life balance so they don't want to be stuck at work all day every day they're not living to work they're working to live correct so how considering they're going to be the next lot of employees how can small business owners implement change so that people want to work for them i remember a client um and they had a really really good reception slash admin girl should they uh, originally when they recruited i was sitting in on the the interviews and i said we haven't hired one of these can you help us out they had 30 employees so you know they had a pretty big business but just someone to sit in the office hadn't done for a while and said oh, can you help us out and we said well we just need someone we can train they don't need to be skilled experience it's just process orientated we need someone with great attitude and um they're like yeah that's exactly what we want so they got three people in the interview two that we sort of select together and they they sounded right based on what they they submitted and one that their friend the recruitment agent said oh this should be fantastic was sent her along so we we interviewed the three and we're asking questions well i was asking questions like oh so you know tell me when you've had a problem like it could be work it could be home it could be a problem with your parents or school or whatever it doesn't matter where it is it was a really big problem you didn't know what to do you thought you couldn't deal with it but you did like what was it and what happened tell me about it and one girl's gone, oh, well, the other week, and she went to this story about something that happened in the house. 
you know. So what it told me was that, she, oh, yeah, she can identify problems. She went, okay, I'll try to fix it. She went about, you know, it didn't matter what she did or how, whether it made sense, but just the process of she was trying to fix it. She did. She succeeded. She was happy. She got there. Cool. Okay, she can think. Um, and then the third one that their friend had sent along, um, sh- she's like, oh, um, no, I don't really have problems. Um <laughs> the dream uh yeah oh once i once i did something and and it went really bad and yeah that wasn't good (laughs) and you can tell really quickly that that person's not going to work out but this is completely off topic but it's interesting so i'm going to keep going to me anyway um These two business owners at the end with the three interviews, I said, which one do you like? She goes, oh, that one our friend sent. She was really lovely. Like, you're joking, right? That was the no problem person. Yeah, yeah, like she couldn't answer any questions. She didn't actually know what the business does. She said, oh, do you know what the business does? She had not even looked at the website. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about a building company, so it's pretty straightforward. You build stuff. Mm. She didn't know. That was in the interview. Like they were there sitting there and they, they thought, oh, she was pretty lovely. I think she'd be okay. She's had past experience and her friend recommends her. I was like, this other girl, she's like, she knew about it. She'd looked it up. She'd been proactive. She'd dealt with all these things. I asked her some hard questions. I, you know, do, 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 do. She had some go. She had some wit. You know, she was fun. She had energy. And they're like, oh, actually, she was awesome. Like, they're like, she was great. She was the best. Where should get her? I was like, how did you not come to that conclusion? These how are smart referrals. people with... A big business. Um, anyway, this this girl that she got the job and um, she did really well for two or three years, like dominated. So she would be, she was replaced with a with another person, and she um, basically the role became operations manager for the business. Um, but that's that that person, that young girl, was doing that role. Um, but she left because she asked if she could go away for four months to Europe, a bit of an OE. She goes, oh, you know, I don't have that much leave because what employee has that much leave? Mm. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to need to get someone else. It's going to be really annoying. And, you know, if you go for four months, you don't have a job. And their mindset was, we don't want her to go for four months. We want her to come back because it's going to be a big hassle for us. My advice was just give her unpaid leave. Like, she's not asking you to pay her. Give her unpaid leave and get a temp in or do a bit more work for a while. It's not like it's going to kill you guys. It's... um, and you've got this person when she comes back that's not going to go for another four months away. Um, and they're like, no, nah, we, ne- we need someone else. We recruited and that, the next person, same sort of thing, but she's still there. But that girl doesn't work, work there anymore. Um, and I think being flexible and looking at people, well, the millennials, they are working to live, but work's a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. So making it a good environment or making it an environment they'd like to be at to make money because they have to make money, so they may as well do it in a place they like to be. But if they want to go away, well, can they do work when they're away? Because then they've got money and they're on holiday and they're still working. Or, um, you know, like Google, that longer um, maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got that longer time, but then you're still in touch with us. You've still got a job to come back to. Um give them that yeah you can go do those things and we're still here if you're a good employee you know obviously if someone's terrible at their job and takes advantage of it and stuff you but you probably should be sacking them or managing them or something before that point mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah absolutely can i um can i put you two on the spot a little bit mm-hmm. unscripted mm-hmm. okay like i've 
seen business abundance from startup to where you are today yep. and sort of had an insider's look without being inside. Uh, the interview process for Z at the time, uh, what, what drew you to apply and then what was the process like? And, and this then, was this was peak COVID too. Yeah. This was peak COVID. And then yeah. the world's what, ending. Sky's what falling. was what made Z an attractive prospect to work for Business Abundance just to try and embarrass both of you at the same time? Fantastic. Love that. Um, when I first applied, I was just finishing my degree. So I was still uh, at university full time for another six months after I was hopefully starting with Rowan and the incentive of being able to work from home because I'm highly there was a lot of things that I needed to be at home for essentially so working from home was attractive but the way that Rowan had worded the (laughs) interview uh, or the job provided it wasn't here's what you're going to do it's gone here's a the opportunities that you're going to have. Um, I want to work with you. I want to see you grow. I want you to be part of the business. It wasn't you're going to, here's a list of 10 tasks that you're going to do and you're going to do that for the rest of your life. It's we're going to grow, you're going <laughs> to grow with us too. Commit to me now. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, working from home was cool and that was important to me because I needed it that at the time, but someone who genuinely values you and your brain and your experience um, and your ideas, your opinions, I think that's more valuable than anything else that you can get. It's, uh, I said it before, it's empowering to know that you're going to be taken seriously. Um, So that, when I applied, was highly attractive and it was not in any other interview um, or job application process I mean you knew what you were going to expect from literally every other job they're going to go you're going to become this person and in about four or five years we're going to up you a little bit and then probably (laughs) 10 if you're still with us we want you to become the manager and it's like that's 15 years of my life doing the same task over and over and over again and in the interview process Roman said what do you really want to do and I said I love like business Um, and he said yeah I'm a business consultant I said that's awesome that's fascinating Um, and so from the very start although I was working in marketing he said here's your growth opportunities Um, so that for me was really important love that and that's a lot of what I've seen with the way Rowan runs his business and his businesses in the past is about empowerment Mm -hmm. and and then having an engaged client and an engaged workforce Mm -hmm. it's it's everything that we've talked about today really isn't it it's this is how you do it. Here's a template. Here's a millennial. <laughs> so the, the guys my age and above who run businesses look at millennials and go, ah, you can't employ them. And they, they say things like, oh, you can't find good people and these kids are rubbish oh, and yada, yada. So and without blowing smoke up your butt, like you're an above average millennial oh, uh, with a good work ethic, but you found your niche as well and you found an employer who I would imagine values your contributions and saw something at the interview process row yeah so i there's 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 a fair bit involved in my process um 
but I'm not sure if he's serious or not. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. And a three-page questionnaire. Yeah, no, there, there is a bit of stuff. So I'm looking for people that can think that you're intelligent. You know, people are intelligent in different ways, but for the particular role, they need certain types of this is how my brain ticks. I want people with energy and, and are going to do things because working from home, well, people go, oh, gee, working from home, my boys wouldn't do anything. Well, that's you've got to be okay with that. Sometimes I won't do anything, but if that's affecting clients and that's affecting the business, it's going to be noticed pretty quick and it's not going to be a long-term thing for anyone. So, But if you've got a person that's like that, you got to find out and deal with it but you're not looking for people like that to avoid them you're looking for people that aren't going to have that problem Mm. um and you're looking for people that you know are motivated so when they're at home you don't have to keep checking on them because you're just going to drive yourself crazy so you're going to go okay well sometimes i'm going to have a bad day and not do anything well that's that's okay of course they're going to sort it out and come back you know when i started working from home um there was challenges as well sometimes you just don't feel like doing anything and it was like you sit at the desk going oh this desk i've got to keep working because it's still work time um, and then I quickly realized that turned into, well, we just haven't done any work today because we're just trying to struggle through it. Um, and then I figured out that if I just go do something else, within 20 minutes, I'm usually like, right, work, you know, and then I smash out heaps of cool stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, my process was identifying, well, what, what does this person need to be like? And I said before, I'm a big believer in attitude. You've got to be you know, a bit clever and you've got to have a good attitude because we don't want people bringing us down. Um, which we talked about with burnout. Um, so then, yeah, it was describing what the job is and, and the opportunities there because it's literally you want people, if you want good people, you've got to say, well, why should you work for us? Um, you don't want to be going, hey, come for work for me, I'll give you the most money because <laughs> as soon as someone, like let's say like one of our clients goes, oh, gee, that person's awesome, here's a ton of money, like they'll go work for them. That's, you know, And if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But we've got to provide a better workplace. We've got to provide better opportunity. We've got to provide a place where they're happy for it to be part of their life. Um, and that's what the thing is. So yeah, well, what's the job and why is it good for this person to come and apply for the job? Why should they put their effort in? Why should they work for us? Well, it's not just we'll pay you and you can work here. Like employers goes, yeah, I'll give someone a job. Like they should worship me. Well, no, like <laughs> they can go work somewhere else. So yeah, just defining, well, this is the opportunity. This is what we want to do. We want a person like this. Um, if you think like this way, this way, this way, we're going to we're gonna treat you like this. Um, and sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but that's what we're trying to do. And then there's a questionnaire um, asking, you know, like that question I mentioned before. Um, there's a question that says, can you write? Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me an example, which she said, yes, I can write, and then didn't give an example. Um, and then I, I Googled her and she, brief. she'd done a big blog post for, you know, um, an organization she's part of. And I was like, oh, she can write. <laughs> yeah. um, and a lot of people wrote some interesting things. And, and there's a lot of questions that just give me an idea of how they think. What do they want to do? Like, what's going on? I thought, well, this girl's all right. She's a bit intelligent. Like, sounds all right. Looks motivated and pretty much got the gist that, yeah, she wanted to work. She wanted to work hard. Like, cool. Okay. So I think I read it and then I rang her like literally so, so literally, quickly yeah, yeah. just like on red ring and it's like just someone asks a couple of questions and just to clarify like what am i reading is it reflection of what this person actually is and then she's asked a couple of questions like i'm going cheer no, it's fine so you've got insight on how the person thinks which is far better than getting a one-page resume, a two-page resume. Oh, yeah, they've got experience. They've done it for 10 <laughs> years. Rah, 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 rah. And in reality, you have no idea whether it was good or bad. You have no idea how the person is. Um, 
so yeah that's our process um and then in the interview like i pretty much already had decided by the time doing an interview of like yeah find a way for me that's like if you're interviewing people and you don't think they can work for you that's you're probably wasting a lot of time so there was a hundred applicants for that job um and there were two people that i went oh that'd be right yep. um and yeah so then talking yeah what do you want to do i want to be successful i want to do this i want to do that blah 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 boom 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 yep cool no worries um and then it was literally well it's not we're not trying to sell the business we're seeing for a good fit i'll say okay well this is it and for the the service that she was going to work in is marketing done for you so basically a marketing person inside a small business you know they can't afford a marketing person full-time but the admin person does it or the owner does it so neither has the time or the skills or the priorities to do it so we thought okay we can teach someone how to how to market we get the right plan in place because we we have that knowledge in our business and then they are the contact they make it happen uh, it's a good place for people to learn how business works as well like marketing is a big part of business but you're also having conversations with business owners um i know zahara did a marketing course with someone recently and she's like oh we came up with this and we thought well, what if we can get people back more often how cool would that be by doing this this and this marketing i said that's business side. that's not marketing yeah. <laughs> like it's involving marketing but you've basically just shown them how to get 40 percent more turnover um that's huge and the person's like oh wow so it's a good place to learn these sort of things so yeah it's just about asking the right questions and, and not just necessarily relying on past results and just looking for people with the right attitude and, and it depends what your job is yep you know if you if, if you've got someone you want behind a desk churning out work well, those questions need to be about churning out work because there's people that love it they just go oh, i just want to come to work i don't want to talk to anyone i just want to turn my computer on turn my clock on and go bump 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 do the same thing all day every day turn it off at lunchtime come back after lunch turn it back on like they love that they love the security they love that they know they're going to have work tomorrow they love that it's always going to be the same but that's your questions you know yep. you're just going to make sure you're looking for the right people but everyone that works with us i'm, I'm saying like there's opportunity for you. if you want to make it happen there's opportunity um if you don't want to make it happen well you probably won't be working for us like that's how it is depending on what the role is in the business but if you for most people most roles in our business we want them talking to people it's about relationships it's about people talking and creating better results so if you're not motivated to do that or learn or read books or do something interesting or step outside of your comfort zone us as a business is not going to get better so um, for someone who's motivated by getting out of their way allowing them to do their job allowing them to set their own schedule um, that's great for morale going back to employee morale you know, mm. you know it's just getting the right people letting them do what they want to do and giving them a pathway the way I, I see it like Google has how many applications per year two million two million applications per year you put one job advert out on the northwest coast of Tasmania for a pretty niche role yeah I was and you get a hundred applications and people work from anywhere so yep. there were people from around Australia yeah for that but yeah you get a hundred applications for a job for a, a relatively small business yep. in the northwest coast of Tasmania. Oh, and it was—I oh, didn't—I didn't, I didn't um, mince words either because our business sort of transitioned from something else, um, mm. and it's grown extremely quickly. Um, but this was a new service; no one else does it. Mm. Um, no one else does it in the way that we were going to do it, and it was going to be. This is a role. Don't know if it's going to work or not, <laughs> but you're going to have a big say in whether it does or not. Um, you know, for some people, if I interviewed the wrong person with the wrong attitude, they'd be like, oh, I can't take this job because I might not have a job, yep. you know? You did actually make that very clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in the same respect, someone's, that's important to communicate because some people wouldn't 
and they'd be like, oh, this person might scare them off. But you want them to know because you want to know that they're even not going to get scary, scared. Yeah. They're still going to have a crack. Um, so, you know, that, that worked well. Um, but yeah, so you, I think that's that's another thing. People go, oh, you can't find good people. They're not out there. Well, they're always out there. They're just working for someone else or they're not seeing your posts. Like people go, oh, I advertise on Facebook all the time. I put it up there. And well, Facebook's just one channel like mm. seek.com.au mm-hmm. not sponsored um, <laughs> is the number one place people go to look and they're like oh I don't want to pay 300 bucks putting that up on there it's like you're an idiot mm. <laughs> what's it worth to you yeah. for 300 dollars oh, but last yeah. time I did I can get a good ambulance so I got no accidents well if you've got no ambulance leave it there if the job's still there keep paying every month till you get one because mm-hmm. if you get a good person it's going to be more than worth that um, but yeah well, we got on Facebook but we got shared and you know we don't really get anyone well because the people on your page are sharing it, so you've got a limited thing. But do you pay for more ads? Like, what are you doing to search for people? Mm-hmm. Well, let's say Google. Do they have to search for people? No, like people go to their website, go, oh, I want to work at Google because of the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to do that? Um, you know, we, we got approached by a local college to, to the careers expo, just talk about what we do. And it's probably more so than I was thinking we'll get some good people out of it was more we'll probably give back a little bit to the community and just say hey people just so you know when you're going through school and you're learning that you've got to work nine to five and do the same job for the rest of your life you know be a good citizen um <laughs> you don't have to do that you can do all this other stuff too like you actually do whatever you want yeah um you know as long as people are happy to happy to pay you for it um <clears throat> that's like oh it's fine happy to do that um but then there's word of mouth from that. We got someone that's that then approached us. Oh, can we do some work for you? It's free. We've got funding from here, so they'll pay Dean. But we'd like to learn about it. Um, and then various times, people sort of sent through. Oh, we heard about this. And so, well, what what places do people hear about it, your organisation? Um, what programs have you got? Um, is your business doing anything for the community? Um, it's you know your reputation of your business will attract good people. I uh, I see. Like Google's a great example. Google didn't start out as Google. Like obviously, they had the name Google, but they didn't have the reputation. They didn't have worldwide reach that they've got today. No. I mean, they're a 30 to 40-year-old business. Yeah. And business abundance is at that, that early stages of setting their culture, getting the right people in the right place. I mean, it, it's ridiculous for me to see you guys get 100 applications to a job. Oh, it's only a hundred. Like it's only a hundred. Yeah. You know. But it's you're looking at that as only at a hundred, and then Joe Bloggs around the corner here, who's running been running running a marketing agency for twenty years, is looking at that going, "I wish I could get a hundred. Yeah, good people applying. You know, in that, we had people that have a social audience themselves of over two hundred thousand people. Yep. So you know, when you word the right thing right, put it in the right way, you'll get good people. But you've got what's in it for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. W-I-I-F-M. Yeah, WIFM. What's in it for me? Yeah, so employing your up. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to talk on one more thing, and that's employee-led oh, I've got other things too, but yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, and then let's c- talk. Um, so we've covered topics um, like work-life balance, investing in your employees, changing your business, or creating a really nice business culture for your employees. Can I just interrupt for a second? Go for it. Investing in your employees is just a nice little thing people can take away. Maybe you should train your employees, like pay, send them on courses if they say, I want to learn this, like yeah. show them how to learn it. Like there's nothing more frustrating than people not knowing how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really easy one. Pretty much every business can implement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like 
employee-led initiatives is another great example of how you can improve your employee morale. Um, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, do you want to explain to me what you mean? It's a pretty fancy okay. term, so, so employee-led let's, let's define what that means. Um, an employee comes to you and has an idea yep. and says, this is cool, I think this would be really good for your business. Can I take this to where I think it could go? Yeah. Um, I've had experience with this with you. Yep. AKA the podcast. Yep. Um, and from my experience, it's really fantastic. Um, and I really appreciated having that happen. What does that mean for other small businesses? Yeah. So yeah. it's much easier when you've got multiple people helping, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you think as a business owner, you're learning one of the good ideas, you're kidding yourself. Um, yeah, there might be some terrible ideas coming out of your business too, but um, yeah, if you've, no one's ever coming to you with ideas, you're not doing, you're not going to get any. Uh, but yeah, the podcast is a good example. So you know, we're talking about what can we do to communicate with more people and get it, get our word out, get, out, get our name out there more. And Zahara came out. Well, we'll do a podcast and then you know put this out because we've got interesting ideas and we talk about things people don't talk about. Um, we talk to a client, they're like, oh, what? What is this? And I forget. Not many people talk about the things I talk about. Um, she's like, yeah, we just need to get out of more. And I was like, oh, yeah, but then we've got to market ourselves and we've got to market our podcast. And then in a podcast, we've got to sell ourselves. And I'm like, oh, that's actually making more work. And like, just being honest. And I said this to Zahara when she told me, I'm like, oh, but then we've got this. And she's thinking about the name. The name had to be a certain name that people, if they saw the podcast, they want to click on it. I was like, well, does it? Like, or should we use it for a different purpose? So I know more about the direction of where I want to go than what she does. And I try to educate everyone as, as much as possible on what I want to do and what, we, what we're going to do. So, but, you know, I'm me, so it's in my head. So that's, you know, I know. And it's like, well, we've got clients throughout Australia using a variety of services. Like, for example, someone might just ring up and want some support with Zero. I don't know how to do this. My accountant won't talk to me or they're like, oh, it's not enough work, so go away or they let me talk to the receptionist who hasn't used zero before and charged me 200 bucks an hour for eight hours of <laughs> listening to that person say i don't know how to use this um so they literally use us for an hour to get some zero support um through to they spend multiple tens of thousands with us per year to do a variety of things and and yes we're making more money than that and helping them but um there's quite a big range like can we use this podcast to communicate with them every month and give them some value that's literally for free Maybe it'll be useless when they listen to it. Maybe they'll get something out of it. But we get to talk to everyone because I can't ring everyone every month. Like it's just impossible. Plus it's not productive for, for our business. But if if we talk to everyone, that's definitely good for us. It's definitely good for them. Um, and if we're giving out some free value and people get some takeaways, it makes their life better, makes their business better, then that's a no-brainer. I was like, well, I think the podcast, so if we're literally just sending it to our clients and – they're the only people listening to it. I'm happy with that. Like that's ideal. That's exactly what we need because it's about happy clients and good results for our clients. So then the name was a bit easy because it's the Business Abundance Podcast. Like people know what it is because it's going from mm-hmm. us to our clients. Um, and then if that expands and gets more bigger because of that, that's great. Like that's that's no problems. That's a that's an added benefit. But particularly it was to make sure we had happy clients. So that's that's a staff led initiative where. Hey, here's an idea. 
and this was the purpose and I've gone well yeah it's a great idea but actually we'll use it for this purpose so you don't have to say oh that's a great idea or that's a terrible idea and you can also work with them and let's brainstorm it um, and there's there's ideas that people have come to me with and said hey this is a good idea and I've said I've thought oh that's a terrible idea but I've gone yeah no, go nuts like put that together and see how it goes because at least they're trying at least they're learning they'll get they'll learn and I'll, I'll help them where I can too but they'll learn what works what doesn't work what they could do better for future and then there'll be better ideas in, in, later on almost like they'll get some life experience oh, funny that um, oh, buzzword um <laughs> Yeah, so in, in other businesses, it's the same sort of thing. Um, you know, there's the people have incentives, incentives. There's organizations where if a staff member comes up with something, it gets implemented, they get part of the profit improvement. You know, so hey, if I can implement something in your business that's going to make us another $100,000 a year, what do you reckon? Most business owners will be like, oh, thanks for telling me, and bank the money. The employee gets nothing, maybe another couple of bucks an hour. Like, who cares? Um, some businesses, um, this was 15 years ago. We're saying, yeah, we'll go 50-50 in the first year. Whatever we decide that impact to be, you'll get half of it. Would you reckon they were coming up with some good ideas? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, you know. And then you've got employees that are part of the business too. Like they don't own the business, but they know if they do something to make the business better, they get pretty well rewarded. How many, uh, how many places have you worked at where part of the employment contract is any ideas you come up with are 100% the, the property yeah. of the business. Yeah. You get nothing for it. Yeah, well, that's true, but it is. They're paying you for your time. So yeah. you're there, you're working, your, your ideas are the property, but they don't have to give you their ideas, do mm. they? Um, so, yeah, but if you've got happy happy employees, they're going to come up with things. They're going to be motivated to get good results. And I think it's about focusing on the right things, going back to core values. Um, if I, th- I think everyone in our business understands I don't really care what you do as long as we've got a happy client getting a good result. Now, I don't want happy clients that aren't getting a good result because that's sort of fraudulent. And, and sometimes things don't work out, that's fine, but you've got to be trying to work to fix it. You've got to be trying to get to that point where they're going, oh my gosh, that's not only am I super happy with you, like this result's amazing. Um, someone rang me yesterday and just gave me a 20 minute debrief on how awesome I was last year and and give me the, what's happened since. And you know that was nice and I was like, well, but in reality, you got you did the work. But that's what we want. We want them to be happy and get good results. That's what we're in business for. So you've got to do whatever you can and all of your team needs to be doing whatever they can to make that happen. So you've got to have an environment where people not only are happy to come to you to give ideas, but you don't just go, that's a dumb idea because they're not going to come to you with the next one. Mm. You've got to be able to, if it's a dumb idea, say, (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Can you tell me more about that and get to explain. So, well, what about this and what about this, you know? And and they might eventually go, no, I still think it's a good idea. Well, let them run with it, you know. No worries. Prove me wrong. Um, Every now and then they will. Yeah. Or just go, <laughs> that's, to be honest, we're going in this direction with, I think that's going in that one. So let's just leave that to the side and have a good enough relationship with your staff to be able to say that too. Like if you've got a good friend, you can tell them to shut up, you've been stupid. If, you've, if you don't have a good relationship, you, you can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about everything from work-life balance to the recruitment process, um, investing in your employees, employee-led initiatives. And I've remembered now. Oh, welcome back. Yes, we talk about Google and we talk about having slides and food and I think it's something that doesn't get discussed is there was, for every Google, there were like a million tech companies burst in the bubble. It was a bing. The great <laughs> a bing, yeah. 
Ask Jeeves, Alta Vista. AOL. Yeah, lots of different things. But there were tech companies for everything. It's like now you've got a, you've got a billion different cryptocurrencies. Like in reality, are they worth anything? Like, yes, you can make money on them at the moment. You can also lose a lot of money. Um, but they're not a physical thing. You've got 20,000 different currencies that essentially you're just transferring something for something else um, and they won't exist later on. And we had a tech company boom where everyone's going, well, this internet, like you can you can make a business and then you can sell it on the share market for millions and they didn't actually have any revenue or there was nothing there. So there's this huge inflation of prices for these companies and then the investors going nuts for it. And then one day everyone went, actually, none of this actually makes money. And then it all just burst and everyone, all the investors lost their money. And so that's not saying that's, that's anything to do with Google's workplace culture, but tech companies, especially Silicon Valley, they were, we have a slide, we have a beanbag, we have ping pong. Actually, you can play ping pong all day. Come work for us. Their business sucked. Um, and they, Google knows what their employees are doing, the output and the results. You can't just say, let's make everyone's life fantastic and let everyone go nuts and not have some control in place to ensure the business is doing what the business does. So if your business is selling cars, you need to have happy employees and sell cars. <laughs> well, you're selling cars. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to know what's going on. You need to have rules and chicken and egg kind of thing isn't it yeah you need to have rules in place saying well you can have fun as long as we are selling cars yeah so you go nuts you have the craziest fun you've ever had in your life if we're selling cars and I, I had a boss when I was much younger and I was in sales at JB Hi-Fi actually and he didn't care what I did all day um, at all if my area was clean and I was selling and I was selling more than anyone else in the company and my area was fantastic um but did I have 20 breaks per day? Yes, I did. <laughs> did I sell three times more than anyone else on the shore? Yes, I did. So was he going, come on, Rowan, you need to get back in here because you could sell six times more than everyone else if you're in here all day. And I was like, well, in reality, no, I'm going for breaks because no one's in the shop. Um, and if I see a customer coming, I'm getting back in the shop. I'm the first one back there. Um, and I'm not standing around doing nothing waiting for a customer to come in. I'm cleaning my area. or I'm, I'm there somewhere doing something because I know a customer is going to come to me if I'm doing something, but they're not if I'm standing there looking weird. Um, (laughs) you know so he knew I got all this stuff and he let me do what I want which is definitely unheard of in retail but I was doing 100% of everything I needed to do to work in that business and I wasn't annoying other people there like you know I'd help other people so I wasn't going taking a break when my mate in my section was busy trying to do something I was helping them do it and it was just just, instead of standing my fingers in there going do 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 I was going to do something else. So uh, the point is that we can talk about a Google or a version or whatever, X, Y, Z. You still need to have a business model. People still need to know what's expected of them and they need to be doing their job. You can't just have all fun. Yeah, that's good. Um, We're going to wrap up here. Uh, So I just want to let you know that our next episode will be on the concept of change. Um, and discussing the the quote, if you stand still on the train track, the train will eventually hit you. Um, so what's <laughs> it mean to be that business that doesn't change? Um, and it's a very relevant topic at the moment. So um, I look forward to chatting to you guys about that. 
If you have any questions about what we've talked about today, make sure to visit our website and book a catch up. You can visit our website at www.businessabundance.online. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. So long.